0: Hey folks, it's January 2021, this is your boy Jaden, and I'm back again for another episode of IMX. I want to talk about a little something called character fraud, so let's get to it. Explode! folks i'm back hell of an intro right i love that shit yells out explode (laughs) it's cool shit i really appreciate the guy who helped me with that so i want to say thank you to chris marincic for helping me out with my intro really cool he's really good at this um audacity making create intro stuff if you're looking to get into podcasting like i'm doing right now and you want to not like sound like a complete you know dickwad like i sound I recommend a program known as Audacity. It's a free program. It, it's not hard to learn, but it's difficult to master. Uh, it does everything you need to do. You're not going to pay a cent to use it. I, it's how I do all, most of my podcasts. If I sound rough it, at times, it's because I'm doing it from work. But like today, I'm in my studio doing it. And of course, the sound situation has to be you know standard in where you're recording. So that matters a lot. And you definitely need a decent microphone. But other than that, Audacity will take care of the rest. And my friend Chris has been using it for a long time. He does run a podcast that's actually rather popular, and he offered to sort me out a little intro. He said he's going to make me a new one later. Wink, wink, wink. Come on, Chris, if you're listening, let's hear it. But I really do like what he did so far. He did exactly what I asked him to, so I appreciate it. So thank you, Chris. You the man. So today's subject and the name of today's podcast is going to be called character fraud. And we're going to talk about all kinds of fuckery that goes on with character fraud. So, when I say character fraud, I'd like to explain what it means first. Character fraud is when a person writes more than one character and pretends to be more than one person. Now, that's trickery because you could say this is e fetting, everybody's pretending to be someone else. It's true. It's true. I've even done it, right? I've even wrote more than one character before. But let me explain first before you jump off a cliff and start throwing rocks at me on the way down. I wrote two characters, I've written one character my entire EFED career consistently, from beginning to end. For over 20 years, I was the writer of Explode. That's right, he was me. I know this, because I have all the RPs still on my hard drive. But there was a time when I decided to try a second character. And at first, I didn't say it was me. I told everybody that that wasn't me. My reason for this is when you reach a level of popularity and respect in the hobby like I have, no matter how many characters you create, People are still going to look at that your new character like your old one. So, like, recently I thought about creating a barbarian. The reason I didn't do it is because I knew people were going to look at the barbarian. Well, it's one of the reasons. People were going to look at the barbarian as if he was basically Explode. He wasn't going to get a fair shake. Now, with the character, the second character I made before, I kept it on the down low because I wanted him to be treated like a new character. No, like, no ghost in the closet. If you didn't like, you know, Explode, maybe you would like this guy kind of thing. I didn't want you to judge him based on the writer. I wanted you to judge him based on the character. So I tried to keep it on the under. There was a few times that people sent me emails and were complimenting me on the, on the RPs with the new character and they wanted to know a little bit more about me. Now here's where things could have gone left field. When they did that, I never acted like I was somebody new, but I also never told them it was me. What I did was I said I was too new to give advice to go ahead and see the fed head. He'd be much more equipped to do so instead of me. I couldn't keep it going, though. After six months, I just felt so shitty lying about playing two characters. I, I didn't want to pretend I was two different people. It's just fucked up. What if someone was friends would explode, me, Jaden, and then they they became friends with my new character? They thought they were friends with two different people when I was the same guy all the time. Can you imagine that? It's like a mental fuck, like a betrayer kind of thing, you know, like a real big betrayal. I didn't want to do that to nobody. And I don't know how people do that. So I, I put the new character on the shelf. He was actually doing pretty good, too. He got to be number one contender. He got to be number one contender, but here was the next dilemma. What happens when you're the world champion and your new character becomes number one contender? You're in a situation where you can end up taking on your own self, and that's fucked up, too. Luckily for me, that situation was taken away from me. My new character lost the number one contender match, and I never had to... My new character never got a shot at the world title, and you know what? I learned my lesson real quick. I said, you know, that was too close, and I killed my character off at that point. I I didn't even say goodbye. I just never used him again. And people were like, what happened to that guy? What happened to that guy? And I don't even answer. I'm not, to this day, I'm never going to say it's me. I'm moving on because I already feel guilty enough about it. I want people to know me as Jaden, the handler of Explode, and any character I've ever written, you know it's me, and the only one I've written is X. I feel like I have a little bit of guilt from those times, but just a little bit, because at least I was cool enough to stop. I wrote that character for maybe four or five months, maybe six the longest. I'm not sure. I have a friend that could probably give me better dates on it, but I know it wasn't longer than a year. Now, character fraud is a little bit further than that. It's when people write two characters, they pretend to be two different people, and they continue this on for years. Character fraud's fucked up. It hurts people. It really does hurt people. People actually, you know, believe it or not, forge friendships in this hobby. They feel like they know that person. Sure, they may call you by your wrestler name. I got people who call me X. I'm okay with it. I answer to X. I know E-fedders in real life who call me on the phone. I know E-fedders in my own area that I see on the streets. And then they call me X. And I know people look over like, X? His name is X, you know? We have to explain to them why it's like a nickname. And so that's what I'm saying is that this e fetting hobby actually becomes quite tangible. It becomes real. So when you're creating a character... You might want to keep that in mind when you give him a name. You don't want to name your guy, you know, Long Dick Dong James. Because guess what? If you ever meet this guy at a convention or become friends with him on the phone, there's a good chance he calls you Long Dick Dong James. But I guess Long Dick Dong James is not so bad. It'd be different if he were called Small Dick Dong James. I don't know. So anyway, moving on. Character fraud sucks. And I can already tell you, I can think of three people right now. True fact. Three people that are doing it. They told me. The truth because I nabbed them on it and they were you know they gave me the trust to tell me so it's not my secret to tell I'm not going to do it I'm trying to avoid the efed drama but the thing is is that when I think about it it really does warrant the drama that circulates the efed community and all the drama that circulates the efed community can be summed up in two categories trolls and assholes and lies so trolls and assholes is the first one those are the people who are just looking to start drama no matter what that's what they get out of the hobby Just trolling people. That's it. And at the the core of e-fetting, you almost can't blame them because at the core, e-fetting is about trolling. You're insulting each other. You're doing promos on each other. Sure, it's innocent in theory and based around wrestling, you know, shooting, doing shoots and promos and RPs, but it is trolling. You are insulting each other for the most part. I mean, I have read some RPs where the two competitors were like buddies and lovey-dovey and I swear, I almost, I don't think I finished their RP. I might've just turned it off. It was boring. I want to watch two people ready to tear each other's throat out. So they are insulting and whatnot. Those are the ones that get me and those are are trolls in a way. You can actually classify them as that. But the other one, people who lie about who they are is another big reason why there's a toxic community in e-fetting. I don't believe that you should tell people who you really are, number one. I don't want to give that sort of indication out there. There are too many crazy people. I have stalkers. I got like four people who are still stalking me to this day trying to figure out where I live. I feel so sorry for them if they come to my house. <laughs> and so that said, I, I keep my private uh, information to myself for the most part. Even the people who I consider friends for a long time only know so much about me. I've never told anybody what I, city I live in. I have mentioned the state. I think I've said the county a couple times, but I've never said what city I live in. I've never told everybody my full name. I think I told one person my last name only because he had the same last name as me. Um which I thought was quite funny, to be honest. You know, I, I know that some people know my family situation because my brother, he RP'd for a long time and uh, he gave out some information. So people were able to put two and two together from there. Though I got to say my brother was a lot more guarded with his information than I was. But that's about it. I don't really get into the details of my personal life, but I still tell everybody, I'm Jaden, I write Explode. Half of what you read when I, when I wrote RPs was really my personality and the other half was me over the top with my personality. And the only and I did, you know, any kind of little lie I said where I was from was just to protect myself as a person to keep my privacy. But I've never written emails to people or messages on the forums or anything like that. I've never done anything like that pretending to be two different people. And I've never competed against myself for a championship belt. And people who do that just get me sick. And another thing that that can really get toxic is when fed heads do it. If a fed head pretends to be a competitor, maybe he's on the roster. If he's honest about it, and the the Fed doesn't care, I think I don't think that Fed head should compete at all. I'm just going to get that out of the way. Fed head should never compete in their own Fed. If they've done that, even though I talk to them and act cool to them, I need them to know if they're listening. There is a part of me that thinks you're disgusting. If you compete in your own Fed, you're terrible. Maybe once in a great while, if it means nothing, it's just a throwaway match, you're just having fun, wanting to write. That's okay. That's totally okay. But if you're actually moving up the rankings. And fighting for championships, you should be slapped. I'm sorry, you should be slapped. I haven't figured out how to get through the monitor yet, but I'm working on it. And when I do, I'm gonna reach through the monitor and I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. It's not cool to do. But some Fed heads do this for years. They pretend to be uh, two different characters. They have their Fed head personal, you know, persona, and then they got their competitive persona. And I just think it's trash. And I can think of a couple Fed heads that are doing that as well. It's not cool. And can you just imagine when everybody finds out what you've done? the level of mistrust they're going to have in you, you're going to be ruined. All of the work you did, all of your legacy, gone. You're never going to be trusted again. So if you're a fed head and you're doing that, I implore you, before you get caught, (laughs) stop doing it. It's not worth it. Pick one or the other. If you want to be a competitor, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Maybe you're a fed head who has like a whole staff that they can run. Then be honest. Just say, hey, this is my fed. But the staff run it. I'm going to be a competitor. It, the forums are mine. The, I'm the overall fed head. Like it's my fed. But I don't do any of the administrative stuff. I would like to compete. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I used to be a vice president of the eFed that I was once a part of. And I took it seriously. I stopped competing when I was vice president. And I did that because honesty is really important to me. My legacy is really important to me. I will do everything I can to protect my legacy. And I feel like everybody should. You could say that this is just a fake-ass game with fake-ass years spent writing fake-ass stories. But those fake-ass stories and fake-ass years are parts of your life that you're never going to get back. So why in the hell would you want to just be able to spend all the time in your life doing something that you can't even be proud of later? That's, that's a legacy. So I honestly believe you should protect that. And the best way to protect your legacy is to be honest. And what that does is it puts the trolls and the assholes at bay. They're all going to make fun, you know, make stories about you and make up shit about you. But when that starts happening, that happens because you're starting to get popular. You're starting to get a reputation. That's a good thing. But if that reputation is built on lies, sooner or later, that reputation is going to come crumbling down. So it's all a countdown. You know what I mean? It's, it's all like tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Sooner or later, you're going to get caught. Someone's going to get mad that you told it to and it's going to snitch you out and you're, you're done. So stop doing it. That's the only advice I can honestly give you about that. Uh, Character fraud is just, it's so terrible. It's something that's been going on in e-vetting for so long, I can't even tell you. Uh, And I'm not talking about people who pretend to be something they're not. You know, I got people, I busted before saying they bought a new truck. And in their picture, they they got this broken down ass Toyota Corolla. And they said, yeah, that's my other car. Because, you know, everybody drives a Toyota Corolla that's missing the hubcaps and dancing graffiti on it when they're, regular days, you know, and then they drive the truck during special days. I don't know about that. I'm sorry. Just if you got a nice car, you'd be using it. If you want to lie about the things you have and what you got, that's on you. Just don't lie about who you are. I, don't, I didn't really care that the guy lied to me about what car he drove. That's his personal life. And anything he wants to share with me, I'm grateful. And if he wants to lie to me about something in his personal life, I'm fine with that too. He's just protecting himself. But if he, if I talk to him you know in the morning and then i e- you know i email another character and that i'm good friends with and find out that he's both those people i want to beat his ass it's character fraud that's not cool and i really wish that there was nothing like that in the community now there is the lighter side of this the people who aren't doing character fraud but yet they run more than one character i don't know how you do it i i know people who've done it like i i told other people my brother was really good at that he had two characters he ran a character called oblivion he ran another one called Titan. Now, they were complete polar opposites, which I don't know. Maybe that makes it easier. I would say that makes it harder. But I guess it makes it easier because you know how to flip that switch. Titan was your big heel super bad guy who talked about eating your liver. And Oblivion was basically a biker who um, was all about respect and making a legacy and kind of down to earth, the biker lifestyle type situation, Sons of Anarchy type thing. And he was able to pull it off for years. But he never lied about being both of them. If you asked him who your characters were, he would say, I'm Oblivion and I'm Titan. And I give him props for that. But he did well with both of them. He never had to face himself because he wouldn't have done it. I mean, even even if the fed head wanted to do it. And I got to be honest. I really got to be honest. I'm not airing out the fed head who did this. He's probably listening right now and going, don't say it. I'm not going to say your name. But there was a certain fed head that actually asked Obi if he was going to be willing to put Oblivion against Titan for their world championship. And, you know, luckily Obi said, no, it wasn't cool. It wasn't fair to do to the community. Obi was one of the most respectful people when it came to this community. He loved it. He helped build it. He was one of the godfathers of fetting. He was there in the beginning. So he was, he not only thought about his own legacy, he thought about the legacy of the hobby in general. Plus he was being aware of the legacy of the Fed he was in. He didn't want to be part of a Fed that was known as, you know, a hack. So he made that decision. Now, people who can do multiple characters like that, you get mad props from me. I mean, that's skill. Plus, you must have a hell of a lot of time on your hands. I don't know how my brother did it. He had a full-time job. He had kids to take care of, bills to pay off. Plus, he was in a, a bike club, a biker club. So that's where Oblivion came from. My brother was a big-time biker. Like He loved Harleys and whatnot. I worked at Harleys, so he was basically shopping at my store all the time using my <laughs> employee discount. But he had no time, and somehow he made time to do that. But the people who have time to write, you know, to write multiple characters, I don't know how you do it, but that's a lot of skill, especially when you can do it at a high standard. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not character fraud. As long as you're honest and you don't try to act like two different people and be two different friends to someone, it's cool. Hurting someone on a real level is not okay. We've had a lot of that in this hobby, you know? E-vetting has already gone through far too much real pain to people. So I'm just doing my little thing here to try and bring attention to it a little bit. I don't want to air anybody out. Again, I do know people who are doing this right now, and I'm not going to air them out. But what I am going to say is, I'm asking you personally to find a way to stop. There's got to be a point in this hobby, especially now that we're moving into 2021. It's like, this is a good opportunity to... Stop with the bullshit. Stop with the character fraud and be who you are. Even if you have to drop a character, take take a lead from me. I dropped a character clean because I just couldn't do it. You can do it too. It's okay. Think about how much extra time you're going to have to be you, right? So we're going to move on now. I've already hammered that enough. I was mentioning during the last podcast that I was going to start getting more into an educational format for my podcasts, and I still want to continue that. So today I'd like to talk to you guys about what what is the balance between character development and match relevance. Now, before I begin, you need to go to your fed head or staff or whatever and really get to understand either the voting system or the point scoring system for your particular fed. They judge things based on what they're looking for. But truth be told, I've also found that eFedding, at its core, it's been that way since the beginning and it still is now. It's very uh, shaky in terms of how point scoring and regular voting is because people tend to give better scores to a people who are consistent B people who they know well. Cause like, you you know, the, the, the guests, the staff, the admin, they can become your fan as well. And you want them to, if you write at an incredibly high standard for your career, they come to expect that out of you. And they come to expect that out of you because they've read most of your RPs. They became fans. They read a book that they enjoyed basically. And that book was something that you wrote. And that does tend to give you an advantage in ju- judging, and voting, no matter what they say. They all deny it because they're all drinking the Kool-Aid because they don't really want to shake up the nest there. But the truth is that they're going to vote on the people whom they're most familiar with most times. Now, that's not every time. Sometimes new people come in and they shake the earth, like Ashton Drake did when he was in his vet. When he came about, he shook the earth. People, he be, He made people a believer. I remember when Drake came into the hobby, nobody gave him a chance, like... No matter, you know, the guy went out there full steam every time, and it seemed like he had more haters than he had positives, you know, but he just kept pushing and kept pushing, and the staff kept giving him wins because they recognized the skill and the effort that he was putting in, which leads me to my last one. C, the effort you put into your RPs will have a big, big influence on what the judging will be. You know, your fed head may, may have a point scoring system, and it breaks it down a lot easier and eliminates, in theory, a lot of this stuff. But it still comes down to the judges of what, when they put the points on the board, how they perceived it. And I can guarantee you, if they are judging somebody who is putting out 100% effort, they're going to feel like they're more inclined to give him the advantage or the leeway in the point scoring system, if that's how they do it. If it's a straight up old school judging method, then it's even more so important when you're consistent and when you put out the effort. So then that leaves you with the important question, how much balance is necessary when it comes to character development and match relevance? I have found in my career that match relevance is the most important thing you can put in your RP. If you're going to just put one thing in your RP, it should be match relevance. I will argue with any point scoring system in any damn Fed that tells me that that's incorrect. You may have a point scoring system on what you look for and what you get points for, but I don't feel that uh, character development should ever be given points because everybody has a different opinion on what character development is. Everybody's got a different opinion on how important it is or how much time they want to take? I mean, let's flip the clock back for the people who've been around a while. In the beginning, there was no damn character development. Everybody wanted to be wrestlers. They wanted to be like the guys on the TV screen. Hulk Hogan wasn't coming out and telling you where he was born or what his next door neighbor's friend was or what girlfriend he banged last night. We didn't learn what girlfriend he banged until about 10 years ago, right? So in its essence, that's not fair to judge people for character development. That should be like the bonus, you know? So I'm kind of giving you an idea where the balance should be. You should be focusing on your match relevance. People need to know that you know who you're fighting. They need to know that you know where you're fighting at. They need to know if you have any kind of background on your fighter. I mean, talking about the last two or three matches that they've been in is not enough. You need to know more than that. And we're not talking about character development either. You need to know things like what are their weaknesses, where are they from? How much is their background story influence who they are today? What championships have they won? What fails have they had? What is their is- inspirations? Like, What do they aspire to be? What are their goals? And how are you going to stop them from reaching it? How consistent have they been? How many times have they won this year? Or how many times have they lost this year? How inconsistent have they been? What are their weaknesses in terms of who, are they- who dis- surrounds their character? Is their coach like a former world champion at one time? Or maybe his coach is a loudmouth asshole who insults him. Like, you need to know those kind of things. But knowing who they've been married to, or what kind of car they drive, or what city they live in, it's irrelevant to me. And I don't know how that comes into a judging situation. I don't know how you can give them points based on backstory, because backstory is holds a different degree and level of importance to everybody. It's not a fair judging. So if your EFED does that, I would like to implore you to rethink that on your judging scale or your point scoring scale. I don't feel that character development should really come into play. Now, should character development be in your RP? Absolutely, because you're writing a, you're writing a story. It's kind of like writing a book. People kind of want to know where you came from, what drives you, and sometimes that does relate to your backstory. But again, not every character is that multidimensional. I mean, my brother's character, Titan, never talked about his backstory. The only thing he mentioned was how he came up in terms of like the indies and learning how to wrestle, but that's kind of it. You never really heard about where he came from. You never once mentioned who if he was married or if he had children. That never happened. I remember another character that went by the name of Chris Sabora, who was so good at backstory because he incorporated backstory into his match relevance. They were one in the same. He lived in the current timeline. He hardly spent any time talking about the past. Everything you read about was happening in real time so the character development was the match relevance and i think that's the perfect balance that everybody should shoot for you should try to find a way to make your match relevance be cohesive with your backstory make it intertwine with one another where you can't tell them apart that's what you need to do i know that's going to fuck up some of the scoring systems and some of the efeds but i mean i'm, I'm telling you right now i've never allowed myself to be judged as a writer by other people's limits and standards i'm sorry and if i was competing in a fed that i felt like i had to do it i wouldn't do it sorry i write for myself and i think that's the most important thing we can do as e is to write for yourself you're not going to get any money doing this you're not going to the titles you win you're not going to do it unless you go out and get a title made it's not going to happen you're not going to get a real title you get nothing besides enjoyment and memories. so write for yourself write the characters you enjoy Write the character stories that you want to hear about, that you want to read about. Because when you do that, it just suddenly doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Because at the end of the day, you win every time. And most importantly, be honest. Be honest with who you are, who's the character, and who's writing the character. And be real to everybody else when it's out of character. Because there's a reason why we used to say out of character before shit. And then in character before shit, we used to put O O C when we were when we were not in character. There's a reason for that. Because it was important for people to know. You are being real now. So maybe it wouldn't be a bad thing to go back to those days. I notice a lot of people don't put OOC anymore because we're living in a day and age where Discord has become quite important to feds. i mean, in a couple of Discord channels for feds and uh, they don't put OOC before it anymore. It's just considered that when you're on Discord, you're being yourself. But yet they still call each other by their character names. And I think that's the gray area. If you're going to be yourself and you're not going to put OOC before your statements, then you should probably go by your real name. When I'm on Discord, I, I call myself Jaden. I go by my real name. I I let people refer to me as Jaden. Some people call me X, and I think at this point in my career, now that I'm retired and stepped away, it's okay to call me X because it's always out of character. I'm retired. But if I was actually competing and it was in character, I would definitely separate me from my character and make it clear on the boards or on Discord. If I was talking as X, I would put OOC or IC before speaking. I think there's a lot of that that needs to be addressed again. There needs a lot, of, a lot of reworking. Some of it is getting back to the original glory days that all of us vets talk about. Because there are things that were better then. Not everything was better then. But there were some things that were better then. It was more clear cut. There was more structured. But there was also a lot more room to win a world title, to be to get that respect, to build a legacy. And enjoy the hobby the way you want it to. Where today, you know, everybody's so upset, you know, gets so upset about the decisions on matches. Voting is so hard for the staff because they're afraid about if they pick someone, that person's gonna want to know why they lost. Like it's just so hardcore that they have to go to extreme measures to be so transparent that it kind of takes the wiggle room out of the hobby. So in a way, the writers kind of brought this upon themselves. That's really all I gotta say. If if I can leave you with any clear cut thinking. After this is over, is honesty. Be yourself, whether it's through writing or out of character. But don't lie about being somebody you're not. I I will say one more time because I'm waiting for, I know it's going to happen. I did write two characters at one time early in my career, or actually midway through my career. I tried it. I felt way too guilty uh, pretending to be a different person. Like I didn't want people to know that my character, my second character was me because I didn't want them to treat him like X, which was unavoidable. I didn't want them to hate me if they hated X, that kind of thing. So I just dropped a character. It was just too much for me. Luckily, I dropped it early enough where it didn't matter. Most people don't even remember that character now, and I'm okay with it. I never did it again. But if you can do multiple characters and you can be successful at it, you get a high five from me. Well done. I just hope you do it honestly. That's all. Well, it's January 23rd, 2021, and we're in a new year. We got vaccines rolling out the pandemic, it seems like it's finally getting under control. The United States of America has a new president now. So it's kind of like, I feel like there's a lot of hope on the horizon. I have taken a break from e-fedding, but I saved the best news for the last. I've been talking to a group of people, one, uh, one, two, three, four, this was about six of us, and we're kind of going over the thought of opening our own e-fed. Now, I'm saying this on my podcast because I, it's kind of a thought right now, and I thought it'd be fun to be able to talk about it on my podcast, what thought goes into my thinking and my conversing with them, because I don't have the energy to be a Fed head anymore. I was a Fed head at one time, and that's never happening again. My life doesn't have enough time to compete, let alone run a Fed. But there's a lot of things that Feds do out there that drive me crazy that I don't think is cool, and I've had a lot of people respond. You know, I didn't, I didn't put it out there. My friends did put it out there about Fedding, and they attached my name to it. And it was pretty big. Like The response I got was crazy. I didn't realize I still had people like that remembered me at this point. Um, So the Fed would probably be non-angled and it's just going to be once a week. We're not going to have multiple shows besides pay-per-views and one weekly show. Very old school, one world title, one mid-tier title, and one low-end title. And depending on how many people there would be, it'd be a tag team. But again, this is all in the works right now. We haven't quite decided if we're actually going to do it. Two of the guys that I'm talking to are still going through college and they don't know if they're going to have the time to do it. And if before anyone jumps on board, I don't know how much partition patient I may have. It may just be where I help them set the foundation and build it. And then maybe you have like an in-character GM role, so to speak. But I'm not sure how much. Uh, it depends when I get that far how much interaction I would have. I haven't even quite decided if I'm going to do it yet. But I think it'd be fun to talk about on this podcast the steps that go into doing a, a Fed, the build up. I can already tell you I'm going to have two or three Fed heads contacting me with trying to talk me out of doing it or uh, asking me a million questions because they're going to feel threatened by it. And I don't blame you. You should feel threatened by it. Every Fed I've ever made became one of the top ones there ever was, whether you want to admit it or not. And half of you have Feds that are full of members or, or became full of members because I brought them. So but just know this. If I was if I'm your friend now, I'll continue to be your friend. Then I'm not creating this Fed. To knock anybody out of the park. It's just because I hadn't done it in a while and I'm not creating this Fed yet either. Again, this is all up in the air. It's just talk right now. First, we wanted to see how much interest there was and oh God, there was a lot of interest. (laughs) There was so much interest that actually has pushed me away from doing it. But if it happens, I'm looking at probably a summertime release. We'll see. I know that they're going to do it whether I'm part of it or not. Let's put it that way. There'll be a new Fed. There's, the feds are dying right now. Everything's you know a lot of the feds have died out, and the good ones are really the only ones standing. A lot of times I promote EWC on the show, and I still do. Uh, EWC is our main promoter of the show. Uh, it's my my home away from home, or at least it used to be. I used to I used, I used to call that place my home. I don't really go on it much anymore, uh, but it's a great fed. I've talked about it a thousand times, and I'm going to do it again. Uh, if you're interested in feding right now, don't wait for me to build one. Go see the EWC's fed head uh president mac he's a straight shooter who gets you straight and it's a great it's a great community it's a great atmosphere they've done a lot for me and if i can just send them some good talent like i have in the past i'm more than happy to um because i I will always consider them my family and my home away from home regardless of whether i start another fed or not so anyways uh next show we're going to talk about title belts how many title belts are necessary to really have a you know to run a you know a knee fed, we're gonna talk about how many achievements are worth handing to your your riders. Like how many how many title belts do you need out there? That is, what did you say? You're pandering to them if you have too many or too little. And again, it's all my per, my my point of view. You don't have to agree. It's it is called IMX. It's not you know IME feting. So anyway, that's all I gotta say for today. This is IMX. I wanna thank you. Hear that. My phone is trying to listen to me. That's crazy. Anyway, um, this is IMX. And I appreciate everybody following me. I will have another episode out in a few weeks. I have a feeling I got to have my act together if I talk about title belts. Because I have a lot of people that are just waiting to get me on that one. And I say bring it. I've always said bring it. That ain't going to stop. Always believe, folks. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.